The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Doug Birch, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So, uh, do you ever lose perspective? You just get caught where you're focusing in on something. It might be important, might be a real hurt, a real problem, but you just lose perspective about what life is about. You get so muddled in the mess of humanity or the mess of your own dysfunction that you just don't know how to breathe and enjoy the day. Well, on today's show, we're going to try to have a better perspective, a perspective that has an eternal, hopeful, joyful purpose on today's show. to the show. I am Dr. Doug Birch, and this is the Fairly Spiritual Show. We try to be fairly spiritual as best as we know how. So glad you could join us. If you want to text the show or leave a voicemail, here's the number 360-818-4513. I love it when I get your text. This is what I do. I don't put you on some sort of list where I uh, try to get money from you. I, I just text you back. So if you text something like, hey, I'm listening to the show. You just said, text me something. Uh, Then when I see your text, I text you back. Now, the show goes on Fridays and Sundays on the radio. And on Sundays, I'm usually preparing for church, so I can't text you right back because, you know, I'm preparing for church, so don't get upset at me. But I usually do something like, hey, thanks for listening. Or, hey, thanks for listening. Something like that. So here's the number, 360-818-4513. As I'm reading this number, I got on my phone, and man, my eyes are bad. 360-818-4513. I used to do this joke. So uh, people who would say, like, if you, you know, love God, and if you pray enough, you never get sick, you know, that, that's not true, right? We all die, right? But people who have that kind of extreme prosperity gospel, and you, you, that's wrong, right? That's just not true. People get sick who love God, and that's just a part of life. Part of the fall of living in a fallen world is, you know, sicknesses happen. But I, but I used to always just, you know, marvel at the people who would say, I'm going to, you know, prove to you from the scripture that if you just have enough faith, you won't get sick. And then they'd take out their reading glasses, right? You know, they'd just take out their reading glasses because they couldn't read the words, and you know, clearly at some level, their eyes might have gotten a little sick. Uh, they might be deteriorating a little bit. That might be a sign that they don't have complete health, wealth, and prosperity. But I used to do this joke where you know I would say I don't need glasses because I'm God's anointed. Well, I, I think maybe God is allowing me, me to. No, I don't think He's allowing me to lose my eyesight from that. But boy, am I having a tough time here. So anyway, long uh, short story long. Uh, the number is 360-818-4513. At least I think it is as I squint my eyes. 360-818-4513. You can also go to our website, fairlyspiritual.org, and there's past podcasts there. By the way, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can do that through iTunes, a SoundCloud, and other various podcast uh, distributing platforms. And uh, I also have a Bible reading plan on there. You said, Doug, but it's not the beginning of the year. You can't start a Bible reading plan just in the middle of the year. And yes, you can. I don't even think God follows our calendar. 
You know, we get all nervous with these apocalyptic predictions. I don't know, maybe God started the world on a Wednesday. We don't know when it started. So uh, if you want to go through a Bible reading plan, uh, it's a thematic one. You can go to fairlyspiritual.org and go through that. And if you want to keep the show on the air, uh, you know, I was thinking about actually taking the show off in January. I just realized there was not enough donations coming in. I was just going to move it to completely podcast form. But a few people have been donating. And so if you want to keep it on a couple more months, uh, that's how you do it. So uh, I still may go off in January, but I'm, I'm just kind of negotiating and figuring out things with the station. So if you want to keep it on uh, this radio station, go to fairlyspiritual.org. Dot org, and you can donate there to keep the show on for another month. That's kind of how we go month to month. I just trust the Lord. You know, the Lord's got to provide. I'm not smart enough to make this thing work, and I'm not going to do that manipulation stuff. You know, just no. If you give a hundred dollars, God's not going to give you a thousand dollars. That's not how it works. You're probably just going to be short a hundred dollars, but uh, you know, I think it'll be towards a good thing. So you can go to the website fairlyspiritual.org. So let's get into this. Um, do you ever lose perspective? Yes, you're saying, like, I lose perspective all the time, Doug. Uh, it, it's just hard, right? We live in a world with so much information. There's so many things pulling at our attentions. We have so many people setting the agenda. Uh, right now, I'm working on a book. I'm trying to get the manuscript done. This year, uh, God willing, I'll have a new book out uh, published by InterVarsity that will come out. It's going to be a while, the way the publishing industry works. But I'm, it'll probably be out uh, sometime, hopefully, in November. I know that's a long ways away, but I'm getting the manuscript done, and I'm getting it to my publisher, and I have a deadline by the end of this month. So I'm just frantically working on that deadline. Now, the book is on social media and reconciliation, and it's about how social media is changing the way we communicate with each other, the way we think, the way we abide. And uh, all, all this, you know, part of the book is this concept of that social media is really changing our minds. It's really causing us to be more polarizing, more conflicted, more divisive. And I also think it's keeping us from learning how to just abide in the moment. And so here I'm writing a book about how social media is keeping us from abiding in the moment. But I have this deadline that I got to get done with. And as I'm working on this deadline and frantically, you know, I got to get this thing done. And the book, you know, is about how we're not abiding in the moment. Guess what's happening? I'm struggling with abiding in the moment. I'm kind of living in that anxious tension of, oh, I got to get everything done now for some future thing that's going to happen. And I'm caught in this place where I'm kind of losing perspective. Yes, deadlines are important, but we always have deadlines in life, right? Yes, there's some really important things that each of you have to do. They're incredibly important, but if you look back on your life, almost every year of your life, every month of your life, there's some really important thing you have to do. There's some pastors that I'll meet, and whenever I ask them how they're doing, oh, by the way, here's a warning sign, whenever you ask someone how they're doing, and the first thing they say is they say, uh, I'm tired, or I'm really busy, that's a warning sign if they keep saying that. If someone is always really busy, that's a problem. But I, I have pastor friends who are basically saying, oh, we're really busy. It's a really busy time. And it's kind of like, and once we get through this time, then we'll have time for ourselves or we'll have time for the family or we'll have time for the things I want to do. And you realize they're just basically spending their whole life for another time that never comes. 
Now, not everything we do in life is fun, and yes, we have to work and do difficult things. But it's amazing how we lose sometimes the ability to abide in the moment. So uh, the last few months for me have been this big struggle to abide in the moment, because here I'm working on this manuscript, and I want to do this well, and I, I want a book that people will read. I want to you know, have an editor like what I send him. Also, and you've heard about this if you're listening to the show, and some of you might be, well, this isn't important to me, but hey, I want this to be a relationship, and I, I don't know, I'm just doing this show a little differently than some other shows. I want this to be really transparent and really open and really honest. I don't want to just be some guy just spewing sermons. I, I want it to be more than that. But the church that I pastor, that I've pastored for 21 years, we are in one of the most delicate times ever. In fact, this has been probably the most stressful season of our church's history ever, by, by far, except for, you know, maybe when we first started. And, and for those of you who've been listening, we, we knew this was coming, but we had noticed that we were going to have to leave our building, and we have not been able to find a building. Well, just this week, we've found a place, and we're, we're like 90% sure that we're going to be able to meet at this place. And it's great, but we're going to meet at this place where we, it's on Sundays where we have to set up and tear down. It's uh, this beautiful building in Auburn, and I'll give more information on that later, but right now I just don't want to give information until it's all settled. But I'll, I'll just tell you, I at first was like, praise God, there's a place to set up and tear down. And then the next immediate thought was, I don't want to do this. There's a list of a thousand things we have to do. I don't want to do this. It's just overwhelming. It just, it overwhelms me. And so I'm still praying, Lord, please, could you just have someone come to us and say, here's a building. Here's a building. It's, it's yours or you know, for, for a reasonable price, it's yours. You just, you don't have to do all the just, you know, bringing in chairs and taking out chairs and setting up sound systems and tearing down sound systems and you know, getting the children's area ready and not, you know, taking it down and dealing with the complications of working with another place and when something's broken and when there's misunderstandings and all the stuff you have to do when you do a set-up, tear-down environment. And we, we did that for a while when we first started the church. And so I'm, I'm wrestling with God. I'm like, I, Lord, please, you know, I've been praying and fasting and <laughs> searching frantically online, like, just please, somewhere... You know, we're in the Auburn area, so it's like somewhere, you know, anywhere, just somewhere, Lord, there's got to be someone who's heard from you, and it's gonna, and I just, that didn't happen. At the same level, we have this wonderful opportunity for a really nice place to set up and tear down, and that might be, and it looks like that's what God wants us to do, but I'm wrestling with God, and I'm wrestling with myself, like, well, is this my lack of faith? And, and so now we got to get that all ready by the end of this month. It's like I get a manuscript done, we got to get this done, and, and it's amazing how all of this tension, all of this conflict, and, and some of you, you're like, Doug, this is great, but you're dealing with sicknesses, you're dealing with life and death, you're dealing with stuff that is so greater than the petty stuff I'm talking about. But you know this to be true, right? That before you were dealing with, with sickness and these big things, you still struggled with things that were less than that. And now you're thinking, man, I wish I'd appreciated those times because now I'm in a time that's really difficult. But it's amazing what happens with humans that we are so caught up 
with the struggles of our daily existence that it's so hard for us to be content and at peace and okay with what is happening in life. You add to that as our own struggles is then we get, you know, disgruntled and upset and embittered about the world around us. And, and I've struggled the last couple of years. Like I've been frustrated with this world. I've been frustrated with Christians in this world. I've been frustrated with our Christian witness. I don't think things are going well in our nation. I know some people believe we're in some sort of revival time. I don't believe that we're in a good place as the church. I've seen the church, in my opinion, follow terrible leaders for terrible reasons, doing terrible things in the name of Christ. And I'm disillusioned. I've been more disillusioned than ever before by the witness of countless Christians. And I know, by, by, by the way, when I just said that, there's a bunch of people who are now upset at me because they're like, how could you say that? And I, that, that part, that is so crazy to me. I can't even imagine that I've become controversial. I was not a radical. I was not a radical. I really wasn't. I was just kind of this moderate person. But I've become a radical by being disillusioned with what I see as the moral decay in the Christian witness in America. And the leaders we promote, and the politics we follow, and the attitude we express, and the depravity that we tolerate. But I can get caught in that as well, and I get frustrated and embittered and angry. By the way, uh, if you're with me on this, you might want to text me today sometime, because the people who aren't, they will text me. Uh, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. But again, I can get caught where I'm thinking about these things and what's happening in our world and the worries about our world and the worries about what's going to happen with our church once we start doing set up tear down and is this manuscript going to work and is anybody going to buy it? And, and guess what I miss out on? I miss out on the reality that God exists with me and you right now in the eternal now that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And this is the part that God has been dealing with, with with me, is I don't want to waste my life living for some future thing that hasn't happened yet, or regretting or obsessing about a past that's dead and gone. I want to learn how to live in the eternal now. And this psalm comes to my mind when I think about this, Psalm 73. I love this psalm because it it encapsulates all these things. The psalmist is frustrated with the injustices in the world. He's frustrated with the fact that it seems the wicked are prospering. He also wants to complain to God, but he knows that's probably not the right thing to do. And he realizes that his perspective is not right. And he only gains the right perspective about what's going to happen in the world when he steps into the sanctuary of God. And that stepping into the sanctuary of God is not something he does tomorrow. It's something he does right in the moment as he's composing the psalm. This is what Psalm 73 says. I'm going to read a bit of it, so, so uh, open your Bibles if you want, or, but, but read along. This is really important. Psalm 73, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant. Anybody can relate to that? When I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. 
From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, How would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, and this is what I love, he says, when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. See, there's no understanding until you enter the sanctuary of God. There's no clarity until you enter the sanctuary of God. There's tr no true wisdom until you enter the sanctuary of God and gain God's perspective about this moment of your life. He says, until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, O Lord, you will despise them on, as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. See, he says, in, in my embitteredness, in my grief, outside of your perspective, I was a brute beast. I did not have clarity. I, did, I, I wasn't moving in the right directions. I wasn't making the right decisions. I'm just acting out of that bitterness. I'm acting out of that grief. But when I'm in your sanctuary, I have clarity about who I am and what you are going to do to those who are unjust, that you will take care of the injustices. I gained your perspective. He says, yet I'm always with you. You hold me by your right hand, or excuse me, you hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will take me into glory. So he says, you're going to help me. You're going to give me clarity. You're going to guide me. You're going to give me counsel. Not my bitterness, not the craziness of this world. You are. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I love that because he's even saying, okay, right now I'm saying something strong here, but I might fail completely, but you'll still be my strength. The world might get worse, but you'll still be my strength. The wicked might seem to prosper even more, but you'll still be my strength. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. No one's going to be able to take away my portion. It is secure in the Lord. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. As for me, it is good to be near God. As for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. That's where perspective comes. Perspective comes from drawing near to the Lord. And I forget this. I, I forget it again and again and again. I, I become such a restless person, but perspective, wisdom, insight, 
understanding, peace, those things don't come from just getting your prayer answered. They don't come from, oh, if Lord, you know, for me, it's like, this is how I think I'll have peace. I'll have peace when I get my manuscript done. I'll have peace if the Lord gives us a building. I'll have peace if this problem is solved. I'll have peace if we have just a little bit more money. I'll have peace if, you know, whatever the thing is that you think you need, you know, the problem solved or the solution that you need, then I'll have peace. That is not where the peace that passes understanding comes from. By the way, there's a little clue there. Peace that passes understanding means it's not about understanding. God has a peace that is rooted in his presence. The psalmist understood that. He could, he could sit there all his life and try to understand what's going on in this world, and, and he couldn't understand it until he went into the sanctuary of the Lord and understood that, that God is his refuge. God is his strength. We see this with Moses. Moses said to God, don't send us into the promised land without your presence. Your presence is the only thing that distinguishes us from the rest of the people on the face of the earth. I want to spend the last few minutes of today's show just making room for God's presence with you. Let's enter into the sanctuary of the Lord together. I'm recording this show before a week of all kinds of things that just seem overwhelming to me. And I know you may have a list that's even greater. But right now, you and I together, we can enter into the sanctuary of God. And so would you do that with me? Would you just enter in? You know, we know God's always with us, but there there come times when we need to just say, Lord, come, we welcome you. So let's just do that right now. Lord, we just stand before you or we sit before you wherever we are right now. And we welcome you. We ask that you would come. Come into our hearts. Come into our home. Come into this room. Come to where we are. Our Lord, we just want to come to where you are. So right now we just see in our mind the doors of the sanctuary opening and we walk into your sanctuary. And we see you there in all your beauty. And we run to you. We run to you, our Savior, our friend, our comforter. We know that you understand us. We know that you have what we need. We run to you right now. We embrace you. We worship you. We thank you. And we ask for your help. We need your perspective. We need your wisdom. We need your strength. We don't have enough courage. We don't have enough insight. We don't have it. We are lacking and we need you. We are weak and we need your strength. We are asking for you to help us. Would you help us? For those right now who are listening, could you just audibly say something like, help me, Jesus, I need your help. Cry out. That's a beautiful prayer. Help me. I need your help. Ask for the help of the Lord. Enter into his sanctuary. And I want to encourage you that you don't have to leave that sanctuary this week. That God will go with you. And to trust that he's with you no matter how chaotic things become. That nothing can separate you from the love of God. 
that nothing can separate you from the home that Christ has made for you through the cross. The cross has allowed you to have such a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit that God is always with you. You can always have him with you, near you, to comfort you and to help you when you have need. Don't let the problems and conflicts of this world steal your life away. These problems, these concerns, they'll fade away. But the provision of the Lord is forever. It's eternal. Embrace, accept, and receive the eternal provision of the Lord. When I stepped into the sanctuary of God, when I stepped into the sanctuary of God, my eyes were opened. It became clear. I understood who I am and who God is and my final destiny. Thank you for listening to today's show. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. Here's the number to text, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. Uh, you can also donate to keep this show on the air by going to fairlyspiritual.org, fairlyspiritual.org. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He loves you dearly. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. When he speaks to you, he speaks words of encouragement. Even when he corrects you, it's for your benefit, for his goodness to be expressed through you. I'll see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.